and a sweep. Boston, four in a row. And Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, head into the No question the about it, I am ready to get hurt again. Welcome everyone to episode number two of Battered Nets Fans. I am your host, Daniel Granada, and with me I have a special guest. I got Miguel from the Brigade. What's going on, Miguel? What's up, Daniel? Um, thanks for having me today, man. It's a, a pleasure being on the, the podcast. Wishing you much success. I see I'm episode two. Yeah, man. man. You're, starting, you're, you're starting early. You're starting from the ground. Uh, I appreciate yeah. you coming, man. I, I, I felt like I was like, all right. So I had Mike Pasegli on episode one. Now I want to get a big Nets fan. I, I you know, and I, I have a lot of, you know, a lot of followers, a lot of follows on Twitter. And okay. I I feel like everywhere I look, whenever there's a picture of the brigade, I see your face just about everywhere. It could be with, with Grady, with Keith. You're basically everywhere. You're in Philly. You're in Bo- like you're yeah, yeah. you're part, you're the brigade to me at least. You're the recognizable face of the brigade. Well, I appreciate that, Daniel. But I I I'm too humble for that. Like I do it with a passion because everybody I take a picture with, that's family. You know, I yeah. feel like I feel like we on air lights and whether it's somebody I don't know or somebody who is recognized. Like when I walk in that building, it's been 10 years. And, and you've been rocking family. the brigade from the first day, right? Yeah, day one. Like I love it's a family. I've 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 met people there that lifelong friendships now, like 10 years is like it, it's gone so fast. I can't believe it. I got to thank Bobby. Bobby, huge. Shout out to Bobby for putting it all together from day one. You know what I mean? That man right there. I can't even put words to thank him and the Nets organization for everything they do for us fans. That's awesome. Shout out to Bobby for for putting the brigade together because, I mean, not every team has like a supporters section or supporters group. Like, for example, I live in South Florida. Miami doesn't have one. But, like, the brigade holds it down for Brooklyn. So that's dope. And I'm actually thinking of going out next month, hopefully, for the opening night. And I, what section is it that you guys sit in? Because I'd like well, to right, be somewhere near you guys. Right now we're in section 23. That's, like, right behind the basket in the entrance when you come okay. in. You can't miss us. We're right behind, right. like, the announcers, uh, the yes team. We're right there once you walk in. Um, 23, can, got it. It'd be a pleasure to have you, Daniel. You stop by. You family already, man. It's, it's a like the brigade that. is everybody now. Like it used to be a thing. Like I know we're getting a lot of props for it, but the goal from day one was to grow it. Like as much as like like I said with the face thing. Like I don't want to be the face. I want us to be the face. It's always been like that from day one when we walked in that building. It was like, oh, you're in this. Oh, I see your passion, and it grew so organically that that's always been the goal, and to this day it is, and to see it where it is now. And hear the players like big us up, the organization like it, it, it. Oh, like when the Nets moved here, I never dreamed it would be like this. Well, that's dope, man. Got, like the Jets have something with Gotham City crew, which which I, I talked yeah. to those guys also. So I, I love those supporter section. I feel like that's like the 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 bloodline of all mm-hmm. those athletic teams when you got a supporter section like that. So again, I appreciate you guys and all that. Hopefully, I can see you guys next month. But that's now cool. to get into the the good stuff. So yeah. the season is finally right around the corner, and we finally got media day out of the way. Now, we yeah. were, I, mean, I personally was looking forward to media day with all those things going on. You knew that it was going to be interesting. Now, did you catch media day by any chance? 
I was at work. I snuck it out. Don't tell okay. nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. Ain't nobody going to watch this. Thank God for these phones nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> so I was honestly surprised at how honest Kevin Durant at least was when he got asked those questions. I honestly thought he was going to kind of deflect. I thought he might, you know, go the route of, you know, it, it just is what it is. I'm happy to be here. Steve Nash is my coach. Like, I didn't think he was going to go into detail as to why he was unhappy. Yeah. Now, what did you think about the whole KD media day thing? Did like, anything you say surprise you? Like, going into it, since it was, like, so tight-nipped, like, I didn't know that everybody was going to be there for the day up. My whole thing was, like, is, uh, is everybody going to show up? Are they going to be available? Like, you know what I, I mean? Like, I heard, the old, yeah, I heard, yeah, I get you. Like, some nuts thing, catering to the star. Not to say that it's happened before, because it's never had. They've always made themselves available, especially media day. Yeah. So, like, and then it was just, like, I re- it hit me that day. Like, damn, KD hasn't really addressed nothing. No. So, that and that's when I got time. really interested. Really interested. Yeah. So, I took it in. It was a little uncomfortable, but... Ever since KD's gotten here, he's been a tough read, to be honest. Like, whenever I watch him, he's, like, he's about his job. Like, he's not the most, uh, like, a prideful dude. Like, he knows who he is. He's certain. So when he's talking, I don't know whether to take his, like, I don't want to be here. Just, you know, like, because he never wants to be there. Him and media yeah. is not a thing. We know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, said, for sure. he said net fans know him. We know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, in the three years, we know, like, he doesn't like all that. So whatever. So I'm watching media, then he's the first one. Obviously, I'm like, wow, he's going to be the first one? I'm thinking we're going to get, like, two or three guys and get him in. Nah. Right? KD's first. And it was, like, 11 o'clock on the dot, too. I turned it on, and boom, it's like, KD's at the podium. Like, oh, shit. So I'm taking it in, and they're asking him questions. You know, they're, they're asking the right questions, what we want to hear. Mm-hmm. They're not going all the way in. You know, you can see, like, there's a limit to everything. But he's answering everything. And I'm like, okay. He almost, there was one question that you could see. He got real bothered. Like, who didn't want to come? I was like, uh-oh. He's going to start chirping. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah You yeah. can see he caught himself. I feel like he caught it was, himself. It was, it was a stupid question, though. It's like, do you think other players aren't going to want to come because of the drama? Like, but my on, thing man. was, I was expecting stupid questions no matter what. Like, as a fan, I can't do that no more. The defense of the, like, oh, well, the media's asking dumb questions. With the offseason we've had, it's almost like it's warranted at this point. These pawns are coming, and, and, and it's not to say they're right or justified, but we yeah, know yeah. that's who they are. And you have to do this job at this point. And with everything that goes on, I'm like, okay, KD, whatever. And the thing I gather most from it, Bro, it might have been the best thing that ever happened because everything was aired out. The stuff yes. that we were, yes. we were like, we were questioning. Like he just, he just let out. I'm like, oh, you know. And it's like KD, like that's what leaders do in the locker room. You know what I mean? And he had to do it publicly because of what just happened. Like he just asked oh, for sure. trade. He had yeah. to address it. Yeah, yeah. He had to address it. And about that being a stupid. The only reason I thought it was a stupid question because I get you got to ask questions. Yeah. But one, you can't control what other people do. And two, mm-hmm. money talks in the NBA. Like, mm-hmm. you have uncomfortable situations with players and teams all the time. That doesn't stop anybody from going to teams. Everybody's like, oh, but this happened, and now who's going to want to go play in Brooklyn? If they got the, <laughs> a max contract, I promise you, people are going to come. Like, it's winning not that cures serious. all. Winning cures and all. winning cures all. That, that's also – everybody forgets that Kobe requested that trade in 2007. Oh, yeah. Made, it, made it to the next two NBA finals, and nobody's talking about it anymore. That's so, how I – I was one – that was my whole hope for the thing. I was like, I hope, like, 
when he asked for it, I kind of disengaged myself. And baseball helped a lot. Like, it was like, you know, but I'm always peeking. Like, I can never leave my boys out to dry. But it's like, I'm not going to invest emotions. They just had a, a sweep. We went to ball. It was a lot to take in. And it's like, this is just the iceberg. So mm-hmm. it's like, let me not invest as much. I don't want to drag these guys on the day. I have my opinions. It was soft to me. Like, I'm an old school guy. Like, at the time, as a Nef fan, like, I went through my emotions. But as t- things started to drag, I'm like, this is starting to look funny now. Now let me be rational. What are the options here? And I always wanted the man to stay. Like, you don't have a KD on your me team. Too. Be like, yeah, go ahead. My whole thing yeah, is, yeah. if you don't want to be here at the end of the day, no one's forcing you at two. But he chose to be here at one point. So, like, let's just make through. Like, I want to see him and Ben Simmons on the court at the end of the day. So, I like, think that, that's what would have frustrated me the most, is that if he would have left, it's like, man, how the hell did we not get to see Ben Simmons play with KD and Kyrie? Oh, my God. Like, we got robbed of that. And that's what I was – because at no point that I think he was leaving until the rumor started swirling about the Celtics. When oh, they started talking way. about Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart, and I was like, you know what? under the circumstance, that doesn't sound like that bad a trade. And that's when I was like, this might actually happen. That was that the was- only one for us Nets fans that kind of made sense on a time. And it didn't. But at the it same time, it was like. That's the best option we got so far. It's like I'm looking at it now. Like the Ben Simmons thing is like, I want it to work so bad. Like I want to throw yeah. that one in Philly's face so bad. Like, but I think it is. I think it is going to work. Yeah. I like that's all. I just hope so. Like I, th- this season is like it's fun already. Like that's what I with media day. Like seeing the guys out there. Like yeah, they address it. They move it on, and let's see what happens. Like it's all gonna be basketball. Nobody talk championship. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Granted, Kyrie got up there. He did his Kyrie thing. But I think at this point, when Kyrie talks, like he's not gonna please anybody. <laughs> like I, well, Kyrie goes <laughs> up there, and I feel like sometimes he wants to be condescending. Like the, the way he kind of answers some of his questions or he comes out the reporter sometimes. Like when he's like, all right, but I want you to give me a timeline. Come on, give me a full timeline. I'm like, God damn, really, dude? Okay. Like, so you know what Kyrie I, is? I know Kyrie's. Like we've all met a person like Kyrie. That's why I'm more, yeah. a little more understanding. And then, you know, not to say I look young, but I'm 40 years old. Like at the end of the day, these are kids. I got to look yeah. at that in the lens. When I was 20s and 28, like I didn't have life figured out. And yeah. sometimes, like, these grown men are sitting there like, you should, you should, you should. I'm like, you're right, but it's like your tone, and it's like you don't understand it, and it's not making excuses. You don't have to believe what anybody believes in. But at the end of the day, I've, I've met Kyrie's before, people like that. And at the end of the day, is he a bad person? That man's a family man at the end of the day. Like, no, for I sure. respect I, that more than anything with anybody on earth. And if you no, yeah, do right I, by your family... That's all that's good with me. I really believe that most people believe that he's a good guy as far as his morals, his family, all that other stuff. You don't see him get caught up in weird stuff. I think the the thing that people get bothered by is that they feel like the way he speaks, it's almost like he's speaking down to other people. Yeah. And I I think that's what bothers people. But like you said, you meet people like that in all walks of life. It just so happens that he's wearing the laundry that we root for, so... You know, and we kind of just got to take it. Because oh, there's guys is, on the yeah. team that are probably like that and the mic isn't looking for them. You know what I mean? It will never know. Even <laughs> you know? with Kevin Durant on the team, even with Kevin Durant on the team, Kyrie's my favorite person to watch because yeah, he's just oh. so fun. Like, KD makes it look easy. Yeah. But 
what he does is like pull up and like just jump over someone. He just makes it look so easy. But man, Kyrie is so entertaining. Like oh the, the way God. he gets to the hole and the way he finishes at the rim, like it's just fun to watch. But it's just when he gets behind that mic, man, it's just it's a wild Oof. ride. Oof. <laughs> but back to KD real quick. He said that one of the reasons he wanted to leave was that long losing streak where they lost like 10 Oof. or 12 in a row it was. And he said that he felt like, one, they shouldn't have lost that many games without him, which I agree. It's hard to go on that longer losing streak when you got a decent squad. But he felt that people weren't held accountable, practices and things. Like people were kind of, I, I guess, taking it easy. And I wasn't sure if he was talking just about that 10-game losing streak or just the season in general. He felt like maybe the coaching staff wasn't holding players accountable. And I wasn't sure if he was addressing maybe James Harden, the way he was kind of taking games off right before he got traded, yeah, yeah. and maybe the coaching staff didn't address that thoroughly enough, or if it was the way they treated Ben Simmons. Because I think that that might have pissed off KD a little bit also, the way they traded for Ben Simmons, and he never suited up at all. So I wasn't sure what – like, I guess they didn't want to pry too much and be like, all right, but what are you talking about? Like, what do you mean people weren't held accountable? So they didn't really, like, try to get to, into, yeah, like, details. they didn't dig. They didn't dig. But they didn't dig, but – I'm wondering, like, what could he possibly be talking about? I mean, I think ultimately it lands on Steve Nash, right? Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Like that eleven, oh, that eleven game win streak was that was tough. You know what I mean? And and what sucked about it is, with that, we gained enough ground that we were still in the mix after that eleven game win streak. Like we weren't the total bottom of the barrel. But the thing about it was, like, I agree with him a thousand percent. Like, no team, like, you shouldn't depend on anyone that much. And this goes back, you could even go back to the year before. You know what I mean? Like, my thing with Steve Nash is, I'm not an ex's old, old guy. I won't pretend to be. Like, I don't know the, but I've been watching basketball enough with the eye test that mm -hmm. I know when it's time to call a freaking timeout. When yeah, your yeah. star player has just played a whole game and an OT, you can't even do that at 2K. On the last <laughs> shot, he barely, you know what I mean? It was in line yeah, and yeah, it just dropped. Like, yeah, the yeah. dude had, and this wasn't the first time he did it. It was, I granted, like, if it was the first time he did it and you're just going with the moment, he already did it in a win. Now, you, now you're just over, like, you hugged the dude, like, you were part of the team. You did, I wasn't coaching. I didn't plan this. Yeah. Like, and, and. I'm not a, I'm not one of those guys fired Nash all the time. Like, I give everybody a shot, even now. Clean slate for everyone, because there's excuses I for him too. I wasn't, I wasn't a, Na a fire Nash guy until the playoffs oh. when we just got swept. Those rotations were killing me. But yeah, go ahead, oh. keep going. But man, those rotations against oh. the Celtics killed me. My thing was the roster, man, for that man. Like the roster killed him, because I seen when it was good when 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 Kyrie and Harden were there, KD was out the COVID year. Like I felt like I was going to games and it was like, all right, I'm just gonna sit back and we're gonna win. I felt like a Yankee fan. Bring on the playoffs. I can't. And then we get hurt. We were that yeah, yeah. good that year. Like, you know, a lot of things people quit because the narrative switch. It, it's underrated how much the loss of Jeff Green hurt us. Oh, my Jeff God. Jeff Green, man, he used to play the five. He could hit threes. He defends. He had energy. Man, Jeff Green, that – what what I feel we lost last year with Jeff Green, I hope we don't feel this year when we because we lost Bruce Brown. Yeah, because I agree. because those type of players 
are kind of like unsung heroes. But when they leave, you almost feel it like, man, something's missing. And last year, I felt like it was Jeff Green. This year, it might be Bruce Brown. But, man, yeah. Jeff Green was a big loss. Yeah, that last year, he was a huge loss. He like Even that after um, – who was it? After Kyrie got hurt and we needed – in a Bucks game, he was – when Harden was hurt and Jeff Green, it was his co-partner that game. He was the only one hitting that, shots. That, that game five where, where KD went crazy, hit 49 and all that, I call that the Jeff Green game. Yeah. Because in the first, because he went, I think it was eight for eight from three to start the game. If it's not for Jeff Green, the Bucks blow us out because they they were leading the game by like 15, 18 consistently up until the, the end of the third quarter. Yeah. And Jeff Green kept us in the game. I just my my I have like this wonder about KD. Like I know he's great as a player, but like like I've I've always questioned the leadership. And this goes back to the Oklahoma days. Okay. And 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 it's a thing where I don't knock it. At this point, like, you are who you are. So it's up to the organization to know who you have. Like, I, I equated to, like, not to bring baseball up, when the Mets had Carlos Beltran, I always felt like the corner outfields were never – like, you had one of the best center fielders in baseball, and you never accommodated him. And, right. you know, like, that in baseball, it can't be a, a star show like in basketball. So you, it's important you surround your guys. So, For like, sure. in basketball, it's important that you know you have a talent like that that you give him the right assets to build around him system-wise, especially when he's not being – because what I gather, too, is like he's not one of these superstars who's in there constantly, this is how we got to run the show, get this guy, get that guy. He's not that guy. No, he's not that guy. So, like, you got to appreciate that as an organization. So I felt like it took a lot for him to go up to that podium and air out a lot of grievances, but it was a form of leadership. I wish it was done in the back. Like, it was like, dude – like eleven game wins, lose losing streak, and you're waiting for me to come back and save the show. And it shouldn't be that way. It should not be that way ever. Do you think? Teams. Do you think that he came back because the Nets kind of laid out a plan where like things are gonna get better, or it was just like, man, you guys are never gonna find anywhere to trade me, so let's just run this shit back and and just have me more involved. Because I, I think, think it's, it's, I think it's the latter. I, I think that he realized you're not going to get traded because, like, wh- where was he going to go? Like the options weren't there. Like teams wanted him, but what you had to give up would leave you with basically just KD and yeah, role players, yeah. and you're not going to win a championship that way. So I felt like, with the circumstance, he had no chance to get moved anyway. I think he realized that through his actions. Like you know, sometimes you got to put your hand on the fire to see what's there. Like it, it sucks, but. Yeah, it sucks that everything had to play out like this, but it's a lot of shit got put out in the air. I'm sorry, speaking that way, but like a lot of stuff, all a lot of it got put on the table in that press conference. Like, whoa, this is different. I'm not hearing like all the talent when me and this guy get together. I never had a guy like that and watch us when we get together. It was a lot of like, yeah, it was bad, man. We 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 got to go. It was embarrassed, and it was like accountability in a sense. And I know you can't. Rome wasn't built in a day, but. To those guys, the season started yesterday in media day. Like, it starts yeah, yeah. there. Like, you don't win a Fresh. championship. Yeah, like, and they're professionals. You know what I mean? And we have to, as fans, have to, we, we live off of hope. That's all we have. Nobody knows what's going to happen tomorrow because these guys could all love each other and try to do the right thing and, God forbid, a, a, a catastrophic injury. And this is what KD's talking about. If somebody gets hurt, we should be able to hold the fort down until that person gets back. It's a long mm-hmm. season. 
and you have to plan for those things. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I could see where Star gets frustrated in that sense, and he's not—he's not a LeBron James that's gonna go attack that in the head. You know what I mean? He's not the type to go get a coach fire. Like he didn't even know how to do it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like yeah. if you, he would have got some advice from the homies. Like, yo, LeBron could have told him how to do it. You know, LeBron, LeBron would have gotten that done. There's LeBron a way to do it. it done, for sure. I don't think, it's like I remember. <laughs> I'm sitting here telling everybody, like, yo, this is KD's franchise. Everybody's like, yo, but your boy Kyrie. I'm like, yo, Kyrie wants to leave. We have KD for four years. Who's not gonna want to play here? And yeah. I just found out this dude's not a recruiter. <laughs> I'm yeah, like, yeah. oh man, we gotta go. But people are gonna still want to play with KD regardless. For sure, for sure. No, I because he is it's... a good guy, man. I don't, I don't look at him as a bad guy after this, especially. I just think that dude is all ball, man. It's all ball with that dude. I was surprised in media day that nobody asked him, like, "Hey, did you actually request to get Sean Marks and Steve Nash fired?" <laughs> like, I was, I was expecting somebody to ask that because that's probably yeah. one of the biggest things that happened in the off season. But I'm yeah. kind of wondering. How is this going to work? Because there has to be some tension there between Steve Nash and, and and KD and Kyrie. Like, there has to be something there. Like, I understand Steve Nash addressed it. And he said, you know, it's family. You have your dust-ups and then you make up and you move on. But if things – if the season starts and they say – let's say they go three and six to start the season, which I don't think is going to happen. I think they're going to start on a hot. Okay. But let's say they go three and six. Man, that, that locker room is going to be – it's going to be tense. I think it's going to take a little more than three and six, to be honest with you. I'm not going to jump off okay. the roof. Like, if it does get bad, we're going to know. But yeah. at that point, KD's hands off. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Now the Joe Tsai is held, held accountable in my book. Yeah. Because now, like, that man it looks like, like, Sean Marks and Nash have to prove the world wrong. KD benefits if he does. It just adds to his legacy. KD's greatness is not debatable. You're oh, Sean sure. Marks and Kevin Nash. I'm Kevin Nash. I'm wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Nash. Like, if you're the, those guys, your legacy basically, like, this guy that wanted to get you fired can still make you a first-time head coach champion and a first-time yep. GM champion. You'll be great. So, like, KD can sit back, and at that point, that request, the trade might not happen, but there's no way if the Nets have a bad year that Nash or Marks are back. And we know no. this. No, no, for sure. The, 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 if this year goes goes sour, it, it's going to be. And look, Kenny Atkinson lasted all the way till March, right? Like it, right before the pandemic really took off, Kenny Atkinson had just gotten fired, like was like a, a, a week before that or, or so. Like he lasted all the way to March, even though, I mean, obviously there was issues there with Kyrie Irving asking for him to get out of there. So mm -hmm. I think Joe Sy kind of. Uh, holds on to coaches or, or and Sean Marks the same if things aren't going as planned I think you'll hold on to them a little longer because I thought that Kenny Atkinson could have gotten the boot well before yeah. March I mean then I think like if they do it too quick it's gonna look too obvious but I think KD knows deep down inside like I think behind closed doors Joe told him like dude I know you want these guys gone but like given the certain the rosters the injuries like, let's give this one more go. But those guys will be like, if it if it looks as bad as last year, and because you know, not even to plan a KD injury, but at the same time, you gotta manage that man because we need him healthy for the playoffs if we are good. Yeah. So well, there's gonna be games that we're gonna have to struggle through not having one of the stars, you know. And if it doesn't look right, that's on the coach. 
And KD just brought it to the light and told you, like, this was some of the problems. And if they start coming to head, the media's going to go after them because I feel like they've gotten a lot of pass because a lot of the drama. Nash doesn't get killed on the national media. Us Nets fans do it because – But if you look at it, there's coaches that get way more. Like, Vogel got killed way more than that. You know what I mean? Well, I think it's the benefit that we're the Brooklyn Nets because if we were the New York Knicks – Everybody would get killed. That, but I also wonder with the KD superstar aspect, does a coach in anywhere get that benefit of the doubt? Like, yeah, you want to, you lost eleven, but your star's not here, and you don't, you have a part time. Like that situation was not ideal last year. So yeah, I don't know. Sure. Like Nick fans in the in the local media, I get it, but the Nets got called out nationally every day. They could sit yeah. there and act like like it's content to them and. The media is not, but it's it's a whole different monster because I oh, wasn't sure. used to as a net fan. I'm not used yeah. to having like once we our stars leave, I probably won't ever look at a Stephen A. clip or Shannon <laughs> <laughs> like for yeah, 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 for sure. When D'Lo and and these guys they had two seconds. Mm-hmm. Look at baseball, how they treat baseball in the national media. Like the Nets get treated like a baseball team with <laughs> no stars. Yeah, you're right. So. So it's not a thing like that whole thing is just talk in the local, but New York, it, New Yorkers are stuck in their own bubble. So I don't even look at that. Like New York, who cares about that? Like KD and Kyrie could care less about the New York media. They're not making I, any yeah. appearances or anything. They, but their legacies are on the line and they got to take pride in it. I got a question for you. If you could put the starting lineup together, who would you have starting? Right now, I would like to see – Oh, it's tough, cause, but this is right now rough. It's it's media day. We haven't seen no preseason. I'm going with guys. I, I'm gonna throw Clax at the five right now. Okay, you know what I mean, cause he just gotta work on his damn free throws. But he's at the five. I got um, if Clax hits some free throws in the playoffs, we might win a game or two. I want Clax to be Jared Allen. That every year something gets better. Mm-hmm. And then you know, and then we're like, no, he can't give him up, you know. And he, for sure, he showed some heart at least, you know. And I, I'll never knock a guy for that. My understanding the, is that we didn't want to give up Jared Allen, but because Dinwiddie was injured, we had to. And then this, uh, that trade, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. I would throw Clax, KD, Joe, mm-hmm. Kyrie, and Simmons. Okay. Now you're gonna call me crazy, and that's fine. Uh-huh. Everybody does. I'd go. Kyrie at the point, and Joe at the two, Royce O'Neal at the three, KD at the four, Ben Simmons at the five. I would like to see an iteration of your lineup, but I wouldn't start with it. Okay, I know I've, like, I've heard I've had a lot of people tell me like I'd go with that yeah. lineup to end the games. I'm okay. That's I would fine. I, I would definitely like to see an iteration of that lineup, but like to start it off, just because not like even if. The lineup I'm saying, I'm not saying it's going to work, but to start yeah. the season, I think these are the guys we need to find themselves the most to get this team going. I want Royce to come off the bench and make guys' lives easier right now. But if he earns a starting spot, by all means, let's adjust. But well, I'll tell you, Steve Nash, like, I had no idea who DeAndre Bembry was before last season. And next thing I know, he's getting crazy minutes for us. And let me, and let me tell you, I like DeAndre Bembry. Yeah, like yeah. I thought he was, I thought he was, was was a good player for us, but James Johnson, I was like, I would have never thought this guy was gonna play for us, and he was getting crazy minutes also. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if 
on opening night, we have Maurice Morris or Markeith Morris or whatever the, whichever one of the two it is. Yeah. Starting at center, like that that seems to happen every year. Yeah, I think and the league's gonna dictate too. Like there's a lot of teams too. Like it depends what it's not a lot of big teams out there. As much as we always want to go, the good teams are big. But, like, you know, there's some teams that your lineup, we could just use it, you know, because there's some young athletic teams. Like, that's what I like, too. I feel like we're more athletic now. I got a question for you. You know, and it's all good. I don't mind. Everybody disagrees with me. It's all good. Uh-huh. <laughs> ben Simmons, you don't like him at center because you think he's too small? No, because I want him to start the game at point. At point. Okay, okay, okay. Like because I, I have him- a lot of people telling me, it's like, oh, he's going to get dominated by a big man in the post. I'm like, all right, but what do you think Nick Claxton is going to do? Like, Ben Simmons is as big, if not stronger, than Nick Claxton, and he's only like an inch shorter. But my thing with like that the the luxury of a Ben Simmons is that you can adjust the match in game. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, it, like that's why I wanted him to start. I want to see a start at point guard, but I do want to see him guard the big, especially if we're getting killed. But I don't want yeah. like that's also assuming that none of our bigs are guarding. Yeah. That's another thing. Because I need him to help KD. Yes, I, I agree. Now, this is my issue. And I only bring up the Ben Simmons at the five strictly because I don't like the idea of Ben Simmons and Nick Claxton sharing the court too much. Mm-hmm. Because neither one of them can shoot. And I feel like having them both out there, it's going to be really rough. Like I think people might be underestimating because they haven't seen it yet. How... Uh, it's not going to be a, a spread floor when they're both out there because people are going to sag off of Ben Simmons. Like now look, Ben Simmons, like he's been joking a lot about shooting threes, but if yeah. he starts shooting 34, 35% from three, hell, if he, if he starts shooting 30% from three, maybe things will change. But until then, I think people are going to sag off of him and, and Nick class is going to be clogging up the middle and it's just going to be, it's going to be messy. I think it is you have a great point too like as much as anybody could disagree with your point but you also bring a valid point to the to the table because that's my fear but my whole thing i'm going off of claxton got better this year i'm yes, going off and, of, and, and defensively i think he's he's a monster like as, as far think, as protecting the rim and i think another underrated factor as much as uh nash wants to suit that we don't need him to shoot and i don't know if he can shoot is he gonna shoot i don't know what the hell's gonna happen with that i don't did you see that a training video that the nets put up they, they the, very low. First, the very first <laughs> clip you they saw low. Mid-ranger. I'm like, okay i see I, what you're doing it, it looked nice it looked nice but my thing was i remember vividly kyrie just telling bruce all i need is one a game one a game yep. let's give him training wheels yeah one and a bruce, game and, and, people act like, him. and people act like it's not like one of the biggest crimes in Nets history is always going to be to me that we went to how many playoff games with Brooke Lopez and he didn't shoot a three pointer. Oh, then man. Kenny Atkinson comes here and makes this guy the second coming of freaking uh, Dirk Nowinski. I'm yeah. exaggerating. Yeah. And then yeah. I'm the other, and then I'm watching him on the Bucks hitting playoff threes. And I'm like, he had Yo, that in his bag the whole time. He did, man. He, Yo, he he be draining those things for fun now. It's it's oh wild when I watch him play, bro. We went through how many seasons in the playoffs, just having this guy in the post shooting mm-hmm. twelve footers. Yeah. Atkinson comes here like, yeah, shoot it, don't worry. And we're like, oh, one <laughs> season we get to see and he's gone. And I'm like, oh my god, this is wild. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I'm looking we, at it. He's gone, but we got D'Lo back. 
So it changed yeah. the team around anyway. That's my whole thing. Like people treat Ben Simmons and other things. He's twenty six years old. <laughs> like that thing. Like you can't teach an old dog new tricks. He's twenty six years old. He's been in one situation. Like let's give it a shot. And what better place to do it than the Nets? Jason Kidd got a second shot. D'Lo got a second shot. That's ben Simmons. Point. Like that's come a, on. That's a great point. The, the, the Nets have given some second look. Nobody wanted to touch D'Lo after the whole uh, Nick. I forgot. I forgot his name. The whole Swaggy P. Oh yeah, yeah. The, with the cell phone. Yeah. So nobody on. wanted. Nobody wanted to touch, especially when Magic Johnson started criticizing him publicly. We brought him to the Nets. Brought his. He got a super max. He, he got a max deal with the Warriors and ended up fun. So I, I agree. That's a great point. Now Ben Simmons. I don't think people give him enough credit. For how, I guess maybe it's recency bias because of what happened against Atlanta. But people forget how good he is. Like, the way he gets to the rim at 6'10", and, and the way he distributes the ball. Like, I know that the stat has been out there a lot over the last couple months, so everybody knows about it. But the fact that he led the league for the last three years that he played for hitting guys for three-point, like three-point assist. Yeah, I saw that one. He's got, he's got sharpshooters everywhere on this team. Like, Ben Simmons is going to be an all-star. He's the player that I'm most excited. He's the player I'm most excited to watch this year. That's dope. Like, That's dope. Like, this is the guy I'm most excited to watch because I think that he's going to have a crazy season, and I can't wait for him to play in Philly. And you'll See probably be there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, we oof, can't wait. I remember <laughs> you were there. You guys were there at that March game. That must have been an awesome oh, game. To be awesome. bro. I was. I had a party. City of brotherly yeah. love. Shout out to yeah. them. Shout out to <laughs> them. City yeah. of brotherly love. But that's a whole other story. But the thing with Ben, with me, is like I'm not gonna pretend like I broke down his game. I judge people once you throw on that Nets jersey. I okay, can so you see wait. you on a, a day to day. I'm gonna judge what you do here. I know. I I, I get a uh, uh, like you know. We know what he can bring to the table. My biggest memory of him is the it's- nightmares. Is, is, is destroying Jared Dudley. And that, that series, series, Ben Simmons. Locking man. down our oh, guards. Yeah, Just man, locking ben down Simmons. our guards, man. Oh. Ben, and ben Simmons is, the, is a real deal, man. If he what can, do we need he, right now? A wing defender. And we we don't have just Ben Simmons now. We got Royce O'Neal also. Yeah. So our, our weakness was wing defending, and we, we got that now. Yeah. Last year, we were running out. Who were we running out there? All at the same time. All at the same time, we had Dragic, Patty Mills, Patty Mills. Seth Curry, and Kyrie Irving. Oh, my I don't, God. I think they're all like 6'2 and under. <laughs> and then you had KD at the five. I'm like, Steve Nash, what are you yeah. doing? Yeah, he you, was just going. Have, he thought he was in Phoenix. Yeah. And it was all offense. <laughs> and, 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 with Robert Williams there and, and, and Tatum. Like, come on, oh. man. Like, I remember I was watching that, and that's when I was – and I don't like asking for coaches to get fired. But when I saw that, I was like – Steve Nash got to go. Like, don't even finish the series. Like, get him out of – it's game two. I don't care. Get him out of here. Let somebody else run the last two games. Like, I was done with that guy this year. But, you know, like you said, clean slate. We'll see how things go this year. We got a squad. I think TJ Warren is going to be good off the bench whenever he comes back. I know he's not going to start the season. But TJ Warren, I know everybody says it was the bubble. But before the bubble, he was averaging 16, 17 a game. He came back for a couple games the next season, was averaging about 18. So I think he's going to be a baller off the bench. I think this team, I think we had a championship roster this year. 
Well, when you have the the guys we got, like it's always going to be there. I just don't want. I want it to be a thing of, like, I want an identity, and okay. the, like, like you just brought up T.J. Ward, and I when his report came out because I didn't even know he wasn't ready. I kind of like gave me a little last year flashback. <laughs> like, oh my god, here was no injury reports. Yeah. Oh no, starting again. Here the Nets, and I'm going to be transparent with this. Yeah. So it was like I remember, like, oh no, here comes the NBA season. I hope not this again, but. Like, I think he can be a factor. I hope he is. Like, I think the whole team just has to get together. We have the freaking talent. But I want to have an identity. I want to be able to go to Barclays Center and know what's on the lineup. Like, even if a guy's out, I'm not stressing out. Like, ah, we can take care of this team without this guy that day. Mm-hmm. Like, last year was like, oh, my God, KD's out against uh, a, a bottom feeder. I'm like, oh, my God, we're not going to be able to win this game. We need KD to beat the freaking <laughs> the Wizards. Pelicans. Yeah, yeah, like oh my god, no, no, this is this is unbelievable, and I don't I don't want to be that team. I want to be a tough team, and it's on the coaching this year. It's totally on him. There's no. But I think last year was an aberration in the way that we had we we started the year with three stars, and we ended the year with KD and Kyrie, like technically full time, but they, I don't even know how many games they actually played together last year. So like it it was. I felt like that last year's team was built around three players that could create their own shot and run the offense. But once Kyrie became part-time and James Harden left, we, we were left with just KD and part-time Kyrie and then Ben Simmons. But Ben Simmons can't create his own shot, and then he never played. So now you're mm-hmm. re- relying on people like Patty Mills and Seth Curry and stuff to kind of create offensively, but that's not their game. So it, a lot of load was put on Kyrie and KD's shoulders, and they just didn't have time to, to, to mix. That team just didn't work. Once James Harden left, I felt yeah. like all hope was lost. And even then, we lost to the Eastern Conference champs, but we lost by less than like six points every game. So it's not like we yeah. got blown out either. So it's just unlucky that we played against Boston in the first round, I think, because I think anybody else, we might win a, a series. But I think this, this is a championship roster this year, and I think that we're going to get – a career year from Kyrie. Yeah, I agree too. But the thing with him is like the elephant in the room with him is the injury. And yeah. I don't want to wish it on nothing with him. It's just like, like the other day we were running down stats is when he's played back to back 70 game seasons. Like it hasn't been done since like, they said something like 2017. And I'm like, wow, like it hit me hard because it's not something I want to talk about because I, I hate when players get injury and I'll never fault them for that. Like, I feel like D will, I'm not a D will apologist by no means, but like, it's easy to drag a player in the mud when he's not performing, but you also like injuries are not an excuse. Yes, it is for that player. The team mm-hmm. shouldn't lose because of the injury, but the player, you think the like, yeah, you can sit there. He's gotta be tougher. He should play through it. I've seen guys play through it and not look the same. You're not giving him credit for that. Like, how many ankle surgeries did Darren Williams get while he was with the Nets? And then he's there trying to – and I always felt like it was like, yo, you have to be on the floor. It's a new product, and you're the star behind it. And it's like, all right, I'm going to push through. I'm going to – did you get the right rehab? Like, there was a lot on the organization's plate and the players' plate. And granted, with all that, like, the Nets have been a playoff team how many years since they've been in Brooklyn? 
Let's see. It's, it's been 10 years, and I think they only missed the playoffs. Three years, was it? Yeah, like, we can't even be mad as fans. Like, mm-hmm. we want that chip, but, like, yeah. I, like we're Jets fans. Like, come on, guy. Like, appreciate those playoff games. Yeah, man. let me tell you something. The, the Nets <laughs> have brought me a lot more joy than the Jets over the last 10 years. A lot of my teams, like, even my baseball team, is going to be the first time since 2016 that I'm going to freaking be losing my brain. Like, I don't take you know the Nets for granted. It's a crazy stat that I didn't hear today, and I hadn't realized it. I'm a Yankee fan. Over the last 10 years, this is only the second time they win the division. That's wild. I hadn't realized that they hadn't won the division basically ever this this decade. Uh, Back to Kyrie. The reason that I'm feeling a little optimistic about him playing 62-plus games because that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping he gets 62. Give me 75% oh, of the season. Let's pray for that. I know yeah. he wants it. We know yeah. he wants it. If it doesn't because, happen, it's going to be injury. Exactly. Pray because, not. because it's a contract year. And he knows the reason he didn't have a lot. He said it in media day. He's like, I had offers, but not a lot. But he knows why. Because mm-hmm. people don't trust him. They don't trust that he's going to show up. So he's going to show up to every game he can. Yeah. I got to give him credit because last year he played every single game he was eligible to play. That so it's true. not like he, he didn't miss any. And if anybody has fresh legs, he played only half of the year last year and not because of injury, just because he couldn't. So yeah, yeah. he's got fresh legs. Oh. He basically had half a year off last year. So I feel like mentally and physically, he's in the best place he's been as far as yes. basketball goes over the last I – mean, probably since he left Cleveland. So I think he's going to come in. And people have been talking about MVP, honestly, if – if he's in the MVP conversation, I'm scared because that means something happened to KD. But everybody's yeah. talking and everybody understands that it's going to be a big year for Kyrie, and I'm expecting huge things from him. Yeah. I don't think, you know what? I don't necessarily think that means something happened to KD. I, I think it's know, more man. so, I, th- I think, you know what happened? That KD finally got what he wanted to me. If they're both on the floor and Kyrie, because at a certain point, I'm not saying that he's a better player than KD. Yeah. But. KD has proved time and time again he's not an egomaniac. No, he's not. If, you, if you're I going off, if you're going off, bro, by all means, and he's going to be probably his biggest cheerleader throughout that. And that only is going to work for the team. Like Kyrie Irving, like you said, he's your favorite player to watch. Like he might, he might be my favorite net currently. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because I do, you know, and not to put a lot out there, there's certain things me and him do agree on. So I'm not going to just totally bash everything. We don't have to agree right. on everything, but a lot of right. things that he says that maybe other people don't agree and I do. But that's another right. story, and that's not for sports. I don't think it should right. be in a sports platform because that's what brings us together. It's a place where we right. can go, forget about that, and come together and find something in common. I so agree. with Kyrie just watching that man ball, especially my son, I see it. Like my son's joy of seeing that man dribble. I remember when D'Lo left, my son was a little hurt because that was his first year loving basketball. It's like he lost his favorite player. I was like, I get it, but I lost Marbury. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I got Jason Kidd. Then, then we get to see Kidd. Yeah, there you go. So, like, you get to see Kyrie, and he, like, he, I guess, like, with him, he likes the point guard position is what I'm assuming. That, that's what I was like. Yeah, Kyrie is such a joy to watch, man. And, and then him being a hometown guy. Net, I watched him drop 60 in Orlando. If I wanted to work with anybody more than anything on earth, it's that man. And we see when he's committed on that floor, you can't deny him. And it's going to be fun. I really do think it's I don't want to be – I'm trying to reserve a lot because of what happened last year in this offseason. But if they kept going, oh, it's a wrap. All right, well, it's that leads wrap. me perfectly into to this last part right here, season predictions. 
mm-hmm. Miguel from the brigade. What do you think? What are we looking at? What are you predicting? What are your expectations this year? My expectations for this team is Eastern Conference Finals at, okay. at worst. At, Me and you like, are eye to eye on that. I agree. That that, that like, that's worst case scenario. It has to be Eastern Conference Finals because like they've already won one round before. Granted, it was with uh, James Harden and this. Then they went to that second round, and they should have won that series if it wasn't for injury. So, naturally, it's Eastern Conference Finals. They have to be there. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I, and I feel like regular season, they need to take it serious. Oh, yeah. I, I want that. I want a top two seed. I want the number one seed, really. Because, again, I, I live in South I live in Miami. Uh-huh. So I, I I'm around Heat. Before we get into the before, do yeah. you go to Heat uh, games when they're there in Miami? I go. I not, I not only go to every Heat game in Miami. I drive three and a half, half hours north to every game that they're in Orlando. Also, so if the Nets are in Florida, Love I'm it. there. I promise you, I'm there. You got so, Florida brigade for us. Respect, yeah, yeah. brother. We and love let me you. tell you something. And I don't meet. I don't miss work for it either. I get out of work, drive three and a half hours. <laughs> Once the game's over. Three and a half hours back home. So <laughs> it's a long night, but it's worth it. Usually, yeah, actually, yeah, we yeah. lose a lot in Orlando. Actually, it's not really worth it all that. Um, I lost my train. I thought I forgot what I was going to say. Um, oh, I live I'm in sorry. Miami, so I'm I'm okay. surrounded by Heat fans all the time, right? Uh-huh. So last year, man, they were getting at me, obviously, because the Nets were having a rough season and they're the first seed. But honestly, I never really took the Heat too seriously because I would look at that team and I'm like, Struess. Hero, like these are the guys you're depending on. I can't, I can't see it. But they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. But why did they make it to the Eastern Conference Finals? Because they took the regular season serious, like serious. They were the first seed, so they played against. I forgot who it was in the first round. Was it like the Hornets or like they had a very easy road? And I want that for the Nets. I yeah. want to show up, even though the Eastern Conference is stacked now, and I feel like even the eight seed is gonna be good. I want them to not have to play against the Bucks in the second round. To not yeah, have to play yes, against Boston in the first round. Because last year when we played the Bucks in the second round, it's only because they rested a couple of players and they didn't try to get the first seed. They're like, mm-hmm. nah, it's all good. We'll get what we get. And what we got was the def- the, the NBA champions in the second round. Mm-hmm. And if that doesn't happen, we, who do we play in the second round? We play against what? The Hawks? Yeah, we yeah. could have beat them with just KD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I need them to take the regular season serious. It, it kills me that they're so nonchalant about it. But I have high hopes that they've kind of learned from what's happened in the past. So my expectations, more than just the Eastern Conference Finals, I want to enjoy this season. I've, I've been in Miami for a while. I was here during the Big Three. Oh. And let me tell you something. I was so jealous. <laughs> so jealous. Because it wasn't even like, you know how in the NFL season it's a big deal because it's back, it was 16 games. So every game is big because it's six. here, man, during the big three era, every single night that the Heat played, every bar was packed. Everybody was watching it because it was like LeBron James, Dwayne Wade. It was, it was crazy. And I was so jealous, man. And when I was like, oh, I got my own big three, oh, it's, that's it. That's it. Every <laughs> night. Last year was the worst season oh. I've had as a sports fan by far of any team. And I've watched five sports. I root for five teams. Damn. Never have I never have I had a worse experience than last year. Ever. I agree because um 
as Mets Jets and Nets, like this is the most hope I've had for like a championship off because I know how the NBA works and you need the stars. And we you got the stars. It's just, man, if if stuff could not go our way, man, it's just not like that whole pandemic was just like, and I, and everybody dealt with it. I work in a hospital, so I'm not sitting all oh, blaming. You know, we had to deal with it. Right. There's a lot of stuff people like. I noticed more than anything through this, people are just not rational. Like once they have their opinion on something, they'll just mm-hmm. use stuff to pile it on. Like the Nets have been dealing with a lot of not ideal situations since these men have signed here. And it, yes, is in due part to them, but I feel like a lot of stuff that's not in control to them gets bypassed because it's easy to put the stray bullets on the clickbait stars. And yeah. I like I judge everything in a whole. KD has fault. Kyrie. I remember everybody was like, Kyrie, Kyrie, but didn't you tell me KD was his man? Like, can we call everybody accountability? Like, it was like, no, I don't like this guy. It's his fault. We lost this guy because of this guy. Like, why is always somebody to blame? Like, loses a team, win as a team. I think I was one of the few, and maybe you, you, maybe you also. And again, I just got active on Twitter recently, so I mm-hmm. wasn't around too much. But I was one of the few that didn't fault Kyrie last year. And vaccine and everything aside, opinions aside, right? I thought that it was BS that Bradley Beal could come to Barclays and play as a visiting player. And Kyrie, because it was the home team, he couldn't. Like, that to me, logically, made absolutely no sense. And I really feel that that's the one downfall to being the Brooklyn Nets instead of the New York Knicks. Because the New York Knicks moved the needle in New York. And I truly believe that if Kyrie played for the Knicks something would have happened there and they would have made that happen because if the Knicks are, are, have a chance to be good, kind of like when baseball season started, baseball season is about exactly. to start, all of a sudden, okay, this mandate, yeah, you're good. You can play now. And it's like, really? Okay, now this is what we waited for? So you can tell that the Nets don't move the needle and I'm fine with that. But don't let visiting players play in my in my in our arena. Like it's bullshit. Like it made absolutely yeah. no sense. The to whole me. New York thing was just a whole. It was weird. So, like it's a touchy it subject in general. It was just the whole thing was just like. And the fact, like, what bothered me more than anything is that when people like found out the rule, like later, I remember Stephen A. switching his whole demeanor. Like he had just found out. Oh, I didn't know. Like we knew this before. Like once it was announced, Nets fans knew. That yeah, it was we only saying, a New York thing. We were saying it for, from the start, yeah. And it was like, it wasn't until like a month before the season. Like, they knew that the mandate was going to change, that they switched up. And it was like, you see, I didn't like that. Like, you didn't know? Oh, I didn't know. Oh, I didn't know. Jason Williams is probably the only one, like, preaching it in the media. And everybody's like, oh, I didn't know. What do you need? And it was like that from the time it was announced. That was the thing that bothered me the most. It was like, Nobody ever was like, well, I don't think it's fair as a New York thing. It's like, you just found out now when it became clickbait? Yeah. It was like that for months. And that's what bothered me the most. And it was like, it was easy to pile on. Or he quit and he did this. He, the man wanted to play. I'm just he glad did. it's all over with. And he played when to, he could. This yes. is a season. We get that's to it. see no injuries. Yeah. We get Let's Joey close the back. book on that. Let's close okay. the book on that. No more last year. This is a fresh new year. We got Joe exactly. Harris back. People aren't talking about what a big difference is going to be to have Joe, Joe Harris, Seth Curry, Patty Mills. Like, we're, we're good from the outside. Joe we're Harris was a big loss last big year. Time. People were very like, no, we got enough talent to bypass that. Like, no, my man. Patty Mills came in to be the sixth man. 
he ended up leading our team in minutes last year. Even like, like Dinwiddie the year before, everybody remember. Yes. And it happened so early, it was easy to watch it all. But yeah, when it was like you the get to the post, third game. Yeah, when you got to the postseason, it always happens like that. Even with the Paul Pierce years, when Brooke Lopez got hurt yeah. in the beginning. And then we get to the players, like, damn, he could have been useful now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, those injuries, yeah, they're the first day. You're supposed to build beyond that. But it's not an excuse, but it's a factor. It is. It is. It is. Yeah. So I think we got the squad. I, I think I, I feel good about this year, man. I, Same. The last couple of years, I've been like, oh, championship or bust. We just got swept in the first round, so I'm going to reel it back a little bit. Yeah, like, yeah, All right, yeah. get me to at least the Eastern Conference Finals, but I feel good about this year. So – before we, we, we leave this uh, episode, I wanted to ask you one quick question. Well, two, really. All right. Favorite net of all time, favorite net memory of all time. Okay. Favorite net of all time by far, Jason Kidd. Like, okay. Watching what he did to the organization was just like, oh, man. Like, I didn't know basketball was that beautiful. <laughs> like, when he came, it was like, oh, this is just going to kick the ground running from day one. Yep. And it was just, those, yeah. Those, like, those alley-oops off the backboard. Oh, beautiful. my God. I was like, I was in heaven at that time. Yeah. Like watching that dude do so, the bowling ball passes. Like, what is he doing out on this court? Like, mm-hmm. and I look at it now, it's like, I appreciate it even more. Um, favorite net memory? It's funny because I want to go in the Jersey days because that's when I fell in love with the team. Like, you know, like a game there. But I've had so many memories of my son at the Barclays Center. Like, my favorite net memory is just growing with him like okay that, that's awesome like yeah like that is always gonna be it. like finding the love of basketball with him and sharing these moments with him like that's always like i could pick a game like we've been in the like that's why i tell him don't take it for granted even if all the disgruntledness like i never got to be in the building to see any player drop 50 or 40 on them like it became a thing like who's gonna drop 40 this week <laughs> <laughs> and it's yeah. like these guys as much as people want to downplay them like those those are those are crazy but it, it's true. I and, and real, I think people do take it for granted. Like people are like, "Oh, you know what? KD wanted out of here. Good riddance. Get out of here." You don't realize how good we have it right now. Disgruntled or not, like not everybody gets to to enjoy watching great players on their squad. Like this is the first time for me, Bro, and listen. and I'm talking about like all sports. I haven't had a great Jets player, <laughs> maybe Daryl Revis, but like you don't enjoy oh, a quarterback. God. Like, you don't uh, really enjoy a quarterback. It's like having a quarterback. You know, yeah. I get what you mean, like, as a football. But, like, it's like everybody's looking at me now. Like, they're trying to look at me like, awesome. Oh, now you're back to loving them? Yes. I will call, <laughs> me a hypocrite. call me what you want. I love my team. Like, you don't want to be here. I'm going to fill away. But that man, watching him on a day-to-day, seeing him live, I will never. Even if he would have left, those are memories that I'm going to. That game. That Game that man played every single minute and put us on his back. He could have left and and got traded, and I could have hated him. When they show that game, I still would have caught chills as memory. It would have been a net memory because that, that I'd never seen it in basketball ever. Then to see it on my team in a big moment when we needed the most, that's probably got to be – that might go down as one of my greatest net memories. That I told myself at that point, if this man – gets us to back-to-back Eastern uh, uh, Finals and we don't win or, or he just stays here for longevity. He doesn't get the job done, but we're competitive. He will surpass Jason Kidd to me just because at that moment, I thought he was – not to say he's not all in because he's all in on the court. Yeah. At that moment when he put us on his back like that and dropped, oh, my God. I was – I didn't even know what to do with myself. 
It was like an out of body experience. Yes, that, that's the happiest, hands down, by far, the happiest I've ever been watching the game. Like when he hit that last shot, and I remember he get, did that thing where he looked up, oh. and he just, man, I was. I was jumping up and down. Like I've never enjoyed a sporting event as much as I did that night. So yeah, I'm with yeah. you. That, that was a great game. And the crazy, I'm not even talking about that game. I'm talking about the one where he won. No, I'm talking about game five. Yeah, no, the one where he hit the shot to to, to tie, we lost. Oh no, I know, I know, I know. No, I'm yeah. talking about the, the when when James Harden gave him the ball late. Oh, you talking about like that minute, shot? Like, you talking about yeah. that the other shot? Because when they say the shot, it automatically go to the toe shot. And I the, the toe that. shot. Oh no, that toe Listen. shot. Yeah, that was a. Don't bring it up. I, no I, more. I never, I never I thought it was a three, though. Oh my! I Me mean, either, but I just when hate I people it bring it up oh, because no, no, it I was a that. great shot. But it's like the Andy Chavez catch to the Met. It brings so many <laughs> bad memories. As great as it was, it was yeah, like yeah, I don't yeah. even want to see it, bro. It just brings no, no, me no. back to that place. I don't want to go back to that place. No, no, I'm not talking about that shot. I'm talking yeah, about okay. It was, I got it was a minute left. <laughs> nah, it was a minute left. James Harden hit him right. Oh yeah, stopped running out, and then he took hit that three. Oh yeah, when he did that. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, that right yeah, here. Yeah. Oh my God, I was like, like I love this dude. Yeah. I love this dude. He's gonna be the greatest net of all time. I said at that point. I, I agree. All right, well, Miguel, I appreciate you joining me on episode number two, and and I Thank hope to you, run Daniel. into you next next month if I make it out to the game. Listen, once you're out there, bro, you hit me up on social, whatever. Let us know beforehand, bro. I'll introduce you to the whole brigade. You know what I'm saying? The Nets, you Nets family, so you know. I'll let people okay. know about the pod and just keep doing what you're doing on both ends, man. You know I appreciate I mean? that, man. I appreciate yeah. that. Even right, though you guys, got that I... Dolphins fan with you. <laughs> no, <I'm just> kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he's good, people. Luckily, he's fair when we do the Jets episodes. He's fair. That's why uh, we got this game now, so now we can root against the man. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you again, man, and uh, we'll be talking. All right, Daniel. Let's All go right. Nets, baby. Let's go.